All right, Chili Dip Revenge Tour. It's Holy. underway. Season two. We're Season a two. month out from our last episode. Yeah, we've been slacking for sure. I mean, we've, we've had other stuff going on. It's, it's been a crazy month. Yeah. I mean, Lots happened. Chris got a job. We'll start there. Yeah, You're in, in the, the real world. world. In the real world. It's tough. Can't play golf every day. Game's going down the tubes. Yeah. Touch is horrible. Sculling bunker shots. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what, what was the last like last score you shot? No, I I've actually played well. Last score I shot was two under seventy. Home uh, course Brayburn, which is actually That's a good round. Yeah, well, you know, it'll fall apart eventually, so hanging on for dear life. Sean, you played in the mass open. Yeah, that open, was, I think. seems like forever ago. Um, yeah. Played a, sick. About a month ago. Like, you were, like, top 15 for a while, hanging in there. Like, yeah, I was Sneaky in contention, a few under. I was, I think, six back after two days. Yeah, I was six back after the first two days. And, uh... Just mixing it in with the pros. Yeah, getting amongst it. And then I've had some problems, had some demons with the wedges. Oh, and, uh, they definitely came out on the third day. I tee off on one. One's like this 365 par four. And I've got OB right and then wind hard off the left. I just crush a drive down there. I've got like 60 yards in. And I take my This is final day? This is final day, first hole. This is like I'm about to make a run. This is, uh, yeah. In the front nine, you got you to gotta score on the front nine. And okay, I've got about for... 60 yards, 65 <laughs> yards, something like that. And I'm not feeling good standing over this one. Ball's below my feet. I'm a big guy, and I lay the sod over one and short side myself to this back left pin. And I put it on the back of the green, three putt for double. And I was really off to the races from there. Double the next hole, short side of myself. <laughs> I go bogey, bogey after that. I'm eight over through six holes, I believe. Maybe, yeah. Or six over through four. Yeah, it was six over through four, and then I ended up shooting 78. So, tough final day, but I went 72, good grind, good 70, grind. 78. And, good uh, grind, though. Good enough for a T43, made the cut. Felt pretty good about it overall. Um, Chris, you won the club championship at Braverman. We'll go there. Yeah. Crazy clinical. Because I played out there, and I didn't have my A game by any means, and it was insanely hard, I thought. I, I've never played harder conditions at Braverman. 20-mile-an-hour winds, 25-mile-an-hour winds, ankle-deep rough, and you go out there. What did you shoot for the, the three days? One under? Two, I think I was two over combined. Oh, really? Okay. 70, 75, 73. The second day got got dark. I was like seven over through twelve, seven over through twelve. It was gusting. It was the course was playing tough, and I got in with the seventy-five. So that was big. Great to get it in the barn there. Yeah, fun three days. It was good warm up for the Mass Am here coming up. Yeah, which is at Braeburn. Which is at Braeburn. Chris has that this week. I didn't qualify, unfortunately. I mean, we can dig into that, or we cannot. Yeah, we don't need to dig into it. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're actually supposed to play today. Showed up at the course, you know, 45 minutes ahead of my tee time. Starts downpouring. And so we wait inside for 45, 30, 45 minutes, and then they called it for the day. So I'm going to go out again tomorrow, and hopefully we'll play. And we've gotten like nine inches of rain in the last four days. Yeah, here. It's like, like at, the northeast has been in the last hundred years. Yeah, the northeast has been a really dark scene for golf weather. Like eighteen green I saw was underwater. It was a at river. ten o'clock. Like it was yeah. a river, which is insane because it's an eight degree slope the whole way. So yeah, when that has standing water, <laughs> you really no. Yeah, you don't even scene. want to walk out to thirteen or fourteen, which are like these low lying marsh holes that are probably they probably look like lake michigan right now yeah oh yeah um yeah you could go fishing out there <laughs> so we'll see tomorrow hopefully it dries out a little bit it's gonna be sloshy though yeah it could be pretty sloppy i'd i'd wear your shittiest golf shoes definitely don't wear white pants tomorrow yeah not a white pants day or could just go all white that's and a mistake 
I think you go murdered out, all black. Like you're making a statement, and you're not gonna get dirty. Yeah. I think that's. Yeah, I might murder it tomorrow. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I almost tied the course record, sneaky on Wednesday in at Braverin. At Braverin. Really hadn't played much golf. Um, I've been battling some tendonitis in my wrist after the Mass Open. Ha- kind of played on and off. And I come out, haven't played in five days. Plotting my way along. I'm like even through eight. I birdie nine. I birdie 10. I birdie 11. Almost birdie 12. Birdie 13. Birdie 14. Birdie 15. And all of a sudden, I'm six under through 15. Need to get to eight to shoot the course record to tie it. I hit a shot on 16 that landed like on the front fringe. And if it carried another couple feet, it would have released down towards the hole. Could have had a short birdie putt. Instead, I make par. And then 17, the hardest hole on the course. It's like a 260 yard, just beast of a par three. And I hit a good putt there. Um, for birdie ran it like eight feet by and then horseshoed the par putt so i ended up shooting 67 but gave 64 a scare and it was it was fun like i was feeling it on 16 i knew where i was i knew what it what it could mean to go out there and shoot the course record course that's been around for like 120 years would have been sick but i'm sure i'll have other looks so even through eight and then six under through 15. Yeah. Is insane. It was a barrage. I was playing a match against I mean, two older guys <laughs> that are like 14 and 15 handicaps, respectively. I'm giving <laughs> them like 14 them. and yeah. 15 shots aside, or not aside, but in the entire match. And they had no chance. Like, they, I, it was the first time I've ever played a match with that many strokes that I just absolutely blitzed someone. That's awesome. They're Which making like bogey net pars, and you're making gross birdies yeah. and beating them. Like, yeah, it was great. And I was giving shit on the first tee, being like, "I'm giving you guys way too many strokes. <laughs> I haven't played golf in five days. Like, it's gonna be dark out there." And I ended up ended up playing my best round at Braeburn. So, I mean, yeah, really good to get the 67, knock it off the list. Because once you get a couple of those, then it's easier to go lower. Yeah, I'm sure next time, I mean, you shot 66 a couple times at Braeburn, right? Once. Once. And I'm sure you just get more comfortable every time you're there. It's just like 68 is nothing. Like, you're not, yeah, it's just like a new hump to get over. Yeah. And I'm sure next time I have a look at 65, 66, I'll be feeling those same juices again, which is, it's always fun. It's a good test of kind of your competitive tournament juices when you're not really in a tournament atmosphere right. it's like the only way to feel that in a yeah. normal round is yeah. course record watch so exactly then i played the providence open the next day shot one under there and then the rain moved in for like six days straight and we didn't end up playing the second day but that was fun to go out there and go under par in a tournament round and then last random thing we have shout out to jackson rothwell friend of the pod a uh, guy that we've had on the pod for the Golf States draft. So if you haven't listened to that, go listen to it. It's a good episode. Jackson qualified for the USM at Oakmont, which is insane. D3 golfer, repping Babson. Yeah, repping Just a Babson. small little school, but, you know, made it out the mud. <laughs> it's the little engine that could, really. <laughs> it is. So I mean, We're going to shock the world this year, I think. We're going to have a really I good, think so. good squad. Jackson is going to be there from, I think it starts August 9th through the 15th uh, at Oakmont. So we'll be following him along. Pretty sick. Like, if you're going to qualify for a USAM, there's like two spots that are really iconic, in my opinion. And it's probably Pebble and Oakmont. Like, those are the two yeah. spots you'd want to qualify for. And probably Oakmont more so because it's yeah. so exclusive. Like, n- no one's played Oakmont. Like, no. I don't know anyone. A lot of people have played Pebble because you can just. It's. I mean, it's public, right? So, yeah. Good little, good little bonus there for Jackson. Surely boost his ego, which is already to the ceiling. So, <laughs> watch out for that. Yeah, I but mean, we we I, had another USGA Championship too, which we haven't talked about. U.S. Open. John Rom wins the U.S. Open after this crazy COVID scandal. I forgot Honestly, the last time we did the pod was 
before the pot, the COVID scandal, or is right after it? I don't even remember. It's been so. It long. was like right then. So yeah, I it mean, was right around then. Rom, I, he should have, would have won the memorial. Yeah. Right. Hand. Easily. Yeah. Without a question. And then wins the U.S. Open. Yeah. And should have won the Scottish this week. He was close. Not should have, but whatever. He's right there. He's scaring it. And probably going to win the Open. Yeah. I mean, he's got to be the favorite going into this week. I don't know what the odds say, but I be really hard to believe he has that, to be. that anyone is even close. Like, in my mind, he's like 6-7-1, to one, and everyone else is 10-1 to one or worse. Yeah. Which so. is crazy because... The last time we were talking about how Rom has never contended in a major. Yeah, he like, literally, that's literally had what we were the saying US Open. for multiple episodes leading into the U.S. Open, and even before the PGA, Rom has not contended in a major. He backdoored a top ten at the PGA, right? I swear he did. Oh yeah, well he was never in the conversation. He never yeah. in the conversation. That's the thing, and then the first time he is, he wins. That's huge. The monkey's now off his back. Like that's he might just massive. start rattling him off. Yeah, he I, he really. It's easy to say in the moment when he's playing the best golf in the world. Like he is definitely the best player in the world right now. But it's hard to see. like this guy has been a top three or four player in the world now for like four years, and he's extremely consistent. It's hard to see that it's hard to say that he's not going to rattle off at least two, three majors here in the next couple of years. I agree. I think he's the most dangerous player in majors now. Yeah. Him and JT. Because game maybe. fits any golf course. Yeah. Any golf course. He hits a heavy ball, that low, flat, flighted cut that it's seemingly every pro has in their bag. He's an unreal driver of the ball, hits his irons great, putts well, chips well. There's no weaknesses. Like... We had question marks about DJ. Is he going to putt well this week? We know he's a great ball striker. Yeah. Is he going to putt well this week? Is he going to hit his irons well? Sometimes he'd be a little off on his iron game. John Rahm, it's never a question, it seems like. He's going to do everything well. He's going to make the cut. He's going to finish top 25. Yeah. And, so. I mean, speaking of DJ, when's the last time? The last time he contended at a major was the Masters that he won. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, missed, he missed the cut at the PGA, right? Yeah. And I, I guess think, he contended at the U.S. Open because he started yeah. only one back of where Rom was on the final day. Yeah. So he could have won on that Sunday if he played as well as Rom, but I was scared for DJ up until like Palmetto, right around Palmetto. He started to play well. I thought he was going to win that week, and then U.S. Open he plays well. I'm not worried about him getting his game back, but he was in a dark place for like three. Really bad. Two, three months there in the beginning of the year, going from being by far the best player in the world to just, like, missing cuts, which is really unexpected from him. I think he might be done. That's an outrageous thing to say. He might be done. I think he's, what, 37? He's old. He's 37. He's so old. For a golfer now with the, the fitness, the fitness level that DJ has, like how flexible he still is. I mean... How long he still hits it. Here's a guy who... He can't win. He can't win. And he's aging. His body's breaking down. Clearly has marital problems. Yeah, that's an understatement. I mean, there is something weird going on with Paulina. You have to agree with that. Yeah. And that could be affecting him on the course. I I don't think it's I think it's he had this knee injury apparently <laughs> early on in the year. I don't think he gives a fuck. Like I don't think he cares about what Paulina's doing. Like he's so much of an alpha. Like he just does not care. Like he's like I I don't I, I don't think, need you. I think that's the only thing that could get in his head. Hmm. Yeah, because I don't think anyone on the on the course is in DJ's head. Yeah, no one's getting in DJ's head. As much as Brooks likes to think he is. It's like is. an impermeable barrier. There's nothing going on in yeah, that head. Not, not much going on upstairs. Yeah, I, I don't see... What, like, what do you think DJ's odds are this week to win? At a course, St. George's, he almost won. Probably 15-1. to 1. Yeah, I actually think it's lower. 
I think it's I think it's like twenty five to one. Like I just don't see him coming out. He hasn't hasn't contended and like really contended in like six months. Yeah, he's on done Sunday. He's not done, but it, he's not there yet to where he's gonna win. If I were to rank players right now in the world, he would be outside my top ten. Yeah, that's fair to say. I think he'd fall in my like. 12 to 15 range, yeah. probably. Uh, should we talk a little bit at Travelers? Do you have anything yeah, else in the U.S. Open? U.S. Open. It was so long ago. I mean, yeah, like, what else is there to say? Louis, Louis just oh. didn't get it done. Like, he just played really good all week, and John Rahm just stole it from him. Like, that's all that, That's all it is. Like, I don't think Louis choked. Like, well, he just 17. 17. can't hit it left. No, but he just can't. Though. Louis has he to make. Can't. He has to birdie one of the next two holes, right? He's at five under. Rom's at six. He knows that. And eighteen's not an auto birdie. Like it's not a gimme. So he went for the tee shot. He wanted to play it up the left, which gives yeah. you the best angle into the but flag. Rom, and he missed by a couple yards. Like it's, Rom birdied the last two, and Ustazen was one over on the last two. No, he was even. He went bogey birdie. Did he birdie 18? Yeah, he did. He made that putt? Yeah, garbage time birdie. I think I turned off the TV. No, he made the putt. It was classic Louie, just making the meaningless putt to get to five. Well, the thing about Louie is, like, his whole career he's been such a good ball striker, and he's never had the putting. And this year he's, like, the best putter on tour. He's the best putter on tour. Like, unreal inside of, like, 10 feet. He's the best putter inside 10 feet on tour. He's auto. So I could see him contending at the Open this week. Oh, for sure. Like, you don't need to drive it that straight at the open. Yeah. And he's not driving it that straight. I could totally see him contending this week. And he's he's a big game hunter. Like, this guy is contended. In everything. In, in like, everything. almost every major for, like, the last 10 years. Like, it's he's ins- around all the time. I don't understand. He's won the open by, like, eight at St. Andrews. And that's his only win ever on tour. Yeah, that's a crazy stat. If you told like, <laughs> casual golf fans, like, ask them, how many times has Louis Ustazen won on the PGA Tour? Yeah. I think people would say at least five, six, yeah. seven, eight times with how much his name is on major championship leaderboards. And he's never won in the U.S. He's never, never won in the States. Won on U.S. Which soil. is crazy. Because you watch him play, and it's like, this guy is just so it's so talented. easy. It's so easy. So, yeah, I could see him contending this week, but definitely a tough scene for him there at the end of the U.S. Open. Rom just stole it. That's really what it came down to. Made two unreal putts. Like, to make those putts with perfect speed under the gun at the U.S. Open, to go post is so ballsy. Like, I don't even... I don't. I don't know who else besides Rom would have the stones to do that. I mean, they were ridiculous pots. Insane, insane. All right, travelers. Travelers. Just the playoff. Yeah, I also it's went to the travelers on Thursday, so I just want to say. Do you think it was a good event? Yeah, if I you were, were you were, if you were a pro who didn't worry about money. Had unlimited status, would you play in this event? I would play Travelers. It's just fun. Like, it feels casual out there. Like, it doesn't feel just a good vibe. Uptight. Good vibes going. The golf course is super fun. Like, the finishing stretch there is great. 15's such a fun hole. I think it's the best drivable par four, maybe besides 10 at Riv on the PGA Tour. Yeah, it reminds me of 13 at um, Quail Hollow. Yeah. Or 14? Yeah. I don't, know, I don't remember exactly what number that is, but it's yeah. dangerous around the green. Good it's hole. Like, really good hole. You can bail out right there, but you're going to have a really tough time getting that up and down. You might have a tough time making par. Um, great hole. And then 17's fun uh, with the water all the way up the right. 18's kind of a throwaway hole, and I definitely had a gripe with that being the main feature in the playoff. Like, it, it was, was impossible to make birdie. It was impossible. It was straight downwind with a tucked right pin over yeah, that bunker. but they had some looks. They both they birdied it. Great shots. They both birdied in regulation. Yeah, they hit some great shots to make birdie there in regulation. Even Harris's shot wasn't that bad that he hit into there. Like he had thirty feet, and it wasn't a bad shot. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I would have had them go to fifteen personally. Like fifteen is 
you're going to settle that in two or three holes. Yeah. Max. There's no way it goes eight holes. Except as like a golf just fan. I don't, you know, I don't think anyone had huge support for one or the other guy. I mean, I was rooting for Hickok, but I was basically rooting for the playoff to go longer. Like, that's kind of what you root yeah. for. It's like more playoff, more playoff. So, I don't know. Yeah, so, I, I love a good playoff. I don't know anyone that doesn't, but. What did you. So, you saw 17. Yeah, is it, is it a gimmick hole? Scary from the It team. seems like such scary. a scary tee shot. So like, scary. Insane. I mean, on TV, that fairway looks like a dollar bill, but like in person, it still looks really tight. And I think the thing is there, you just... You know you can't miss left. You have to say to yourself, I can't go left here. That's the thing, is you cannot go left on that hole. Yeah. Like, left is almost worse than right going in the water. Because you get hit in the water in your second. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You bring triple into play if you, if you go left. It's an... if the, It would be a sick last hole. It would be a sick last hole. I, I think you just you got to step up there and you got to take on the right side, um, and and you're not hitting driver there like yeah. you, you're hitting a three iron or a three wood or something like that. So it's not it's not that bad. It's, it's a good test bad. of nerves. It's so. a good test of nerves. I love that hole. Uh, I followed. I want to shout out. I followed the group of Garrick Higo, Patrick Cantlay, and Mark Leishman for like nine holes when I went on Thursday. The way that those guys hit the ball compared to, like, I, I followed a couple no-name guys around for a little while. like a Noticeable th- difference? Yeah, noticeable difference. Like, the way the ball comes off, it's this low, for, for most, of their, most of their shots, their short irons, their, their tee balls, like driver, three wood, this low, flat cut with, like, no spin. And it's so unique. It's a recognizable pro ball flight. And they hit their long iron super high. Like, really high, but with it doesn't look like a lot of spin. It's not yeah. ballooning. It yeah. just starts flat and keeps going up. It's not that riser spinning right. cut that you see a lot of amateurs play. It's this, like, almost lob. It's like a soft lob up into the air. And it's cool to watch because they all hit it. They were all hitting it on repeat. And it just shows you how good they are. Like, I've never hit a shot like that in my they life. They just have command over the ball. Yeah. Like, it's amazing. It's really amazing. I also saw like my fair share of bad shots. I saw guys chunking chips oh, yeah. out there. Like, oh yeah. Chunking seven irons from the middle of the fairway coming up twenty yards short. Like it's a good reminder that they still hit their fair yeah. share of bad but shots. People don't realize that just watching the leaders on Sunday yeah. play golf, like they're playing the best golf in the tournament. Those guys are the ones right. that are flushing it that week. You don't see the guys that are shooting 75, 76 like hacking it around on Thursday and Friday. Right. And those guys look human. The, yeah. But they can oh, any totally. of those guys out there can turn it on and totally. shoot sixty three at any and time. And even just missing four or five footers. Like yeah. you don't really see that. Oh yeah. Bad and lag it happens putting, all the time. You know, hitting twenty footers yeah. eight feet by. Yeah. <laughs> I saw That's my fair share of that. Yeah. You then you have fifteen handicappers going out and they miss a six footer and they're pissed. It's like, yeah. dude, like pros miss that. Yeah. Pros miss that. 30% of the time. Mm-hmm. So I saw DJ on 13, I think it is, the par 5, hit a tee shot that was probably 120 yards right of where he was. <laughs> There's a pond that runs up the right side of this hole, and he almost went over the pond. The other side. To the other yeah. side of the pond, like which is OB. Uh, it was crazy dark. And, and I was talking to someone about this that it is uh, – like around pros a lot and they were saying the best players in the world like the top 10 players in the world sometimes hit the worst shots out of any pros yeah and but their ability to put it behind them is what makes them great right which is dj's like marquee thing right so that was cool that's insane uh rocket mortgage i want to talk about this because cam davis won Chris had a long-standing vendetta against Chris uh, against Cam Davis, and I think you guys have kind of settled your beef now. But shout out to him for getting it done in the playoff. It was not a pretty display putting for him, but damn, he hits the ball good. He hits it so good. He hits it so good. Everything was just totally flushed. It's hard to see him not being a guy that's out here on tour for like 10, 15 years, just racking up 
racking up dollar yeah. signs. You know, he's going to be an ATM. I clowned him earlier in the year. Yeah. Or very early in the podcast. I was shitting on this guy. Well, Every, he was the gold standard of mediocrity. Which <laughs> he was for a, for a while. I mean, it was fair assessment. It was like every episode was really I was average on this player. So, I'm kind of a Cam Davis fan now. Yeah, I love watching his golf swing. So pure. He's tall guy. Love seeing tall guys do well on the, on the PGA Tour. Uh, another guy, another tall guy that got it done this week, uh, Lucas Glover, wins the John Deere. Cool to see him out there after what's happened the last couple of years with the scandal I mean, with his wife. Like, <laughs> we were talking about the other day. Like, I mean, Jesus. I ho- He's been through the ringer. He's been through the ringer. The guy hasn't won in 10 years. And to How have did your- he get beat by his wife? Because... He he missed a cut and they needed the money. I don't think they needed the money. <laughs> and he just didn't deliver for the family or something, and he just got his he just got his beating. I think but it was more that, like his wife thought he could do better than he was doing. Like he just I wasn't mean, playing that outrageous. well, and she thought he had more potential than that, which is. Like that's insane. Somewhat fair. Lucas Glover that's was a top ten player in the world in like two thousand eight, no, two thousand nine. He no, he sneaky was really sick. Won the U.S. Open. Fluke he went. contended in a bunch of majors Fluke around went. then. He Ricky contended Barnes. a lot. He contended a lot. He he really did play really well for like good three four years okay, there. But but totally unreasonable but of his wife. What do you? What is the wife doing <laughs> to provide? Yeah. Oh yeah, she's. She, I doubt she's working. She's just waiting on the front doorstep for Lucas to come home with yeah. a switch in her hand. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not like Lucas is coming home empty-handed, too. It's not like he was lost his tour card. Yeah. Like the guy, I, I mean, mean he was just he had a, a bad week. He had a mediocre couple couple years on tour. Never lost his card. Cool for him to come out here and, and get it done. Yeah. A guy, I always say this, his last name is Glover. Crazy ironic that he does not wear a glove. And it rained this week. It rained in Illinois, and he wasn't wearing a glove. That's outrageous. I I can't even fathom You don't think he wears rain gloves? No, he doesn't. I watched it. He was not wearing a glove. It's insane. Like, think about how bad your your right-hand grips gets with no. I, I think guys get used to it. Like... Sometimes when I'm hitting balls in the range, I'll take my glove off because I I pretty much sweat like I'll sweat through it after like 20 minutes when it's hot out, and I'll just hit balls with no glove on because I'm gonna sweat through it if I put another one on, and I guarantee you those range rack guys like Lucas Glover like he's an insane ball striker he probably grew up just hitting balls with no glove because he would sweat through it or something and just got used to it. Yeah. Like Freddie Couples, I mean, that another guy sense. that just doesn't play with a glove. I don't yeah. know what grips they do they use though, because I feel like if you're using like Tor Velvets or like a rubber grip, those grips are gonna be super slippery in the rain. Some corded like you gotta super use mega corded. yeah mega cord grips, and then it just shreds your hands. Yeah, like but, you use the Z cord. Yeah, grips Z for a cords while. are good. You could use those bare hands. I think you could use use those bare handed for sure. They I don't just think rip you your hands. Yeah. Like, I play Ionic grips, like those rubber grips. Yeah. You could not yeah, use those with use no those. glove. If you sweat, yeah. it's done. You're it's done. done. Oh, I switch to the rain glove as soon as it gets to, like, yeah. 90 degrees. Uh, so, shout out him for good, winning. Good breaking, for Lucas. Breaking the 10-year drought. He's still with his wife. Yeah, that's the craziest part of the story, is he's still with his wife. He's got to be. He, I'm not going to say anything. He needs a lobotomy. Good <laughs> for Lucas. Yeah, good for Lucas. Really good for Lucas. Bring it home the check. I'm sure the wife loved that. Yeah. Um, all right, let's do some British Open. Big week this week. This is the week that we've been looking forward to for like the last two years. Three weeks. <laughs> three weeks but or two I, years? <laughs> I mean, yeah, two years, two years. But mostly three weeks. Like this oh, stretch yeah. this stretch yeah. between between the U.S. Open and, and the British Open was like not not a great stretch. You got John Deere, Rocket Mortgage, yeah. Travelers is fun, but but this is a big week. Um, yeah, excited to see Lynx golf for the first time in two years because the Scottish Open 
I kind of hate the course that they're playing it at, Renaissance or whatever it's called. Yeah. It's it not even whatever. a link it's not even a Lynx course. It's just a normal like Parkland course almost. Yeah. It's which, in the woods, which is fine. Like it's not horrible, it, but if you're going to Scotland, you have to play a Lynx course. Yeah. So, I'm excited I'm excited to go out and watch the British Open this week. By the way, Scottish Open, shout out Minwoo Lee. Yeah. Killer. Killer in the playoffs. Stuffed it. He drained is, the putt. Yeah, that was a sick. He ran that putt in with pace, yeah. too. And, like, he knew it was going And it was dead in. center. Yeah. Pured it. Probably, like, top two or three swing in the world. Yeah. Minwoo. He's Sneaky. so pure. I'm interested to see what he does in the next couple of years because he's a guy that, like, he could you come could, over to the PGA Tour and and really rack up some titles because yeah. I, I think he, his potential is through the roof. Yeah. Like, with that golf swing. You could also never hear of him again. Or you could never hear – yeah, you could never hear from him again because he's really inconsistent. Yeah. Like, he misses a ton of cuts. Yeah. But when he plays well, he plays really well. So I'm interested to see how his career pans out. Um, I, th- I think biggest storyline from the British Open, arguably, is all the, the withdrawals we've had. Yeah. Like, I think we've had, like, 17 or something to this point. Maybe 14, 17. Yeah, something like that. Um, Bubba withdrew with he, – he was in close contact with someone with COVID, didn't want to endanger the guys on the charter flight. Hideki tested positive a couple weeks ago. Wolf is out for who knows what reason it's hard to say what's going on with wolf at this point um probably mental yeah yeah. i mean the guy is in a bad place he's in a dark place i kind of feel bad for him um at the same time it's like i don't he's like a top 15 player in the world like he seems to have his stuff figured out but clearly he doesn't so and i hope he does figure it out because he's fun to watch ZJ, uh, Zach Johnson. Why is he out? COVID? He's out. I, I think it he's was like travel restrictions or something, which is crazy because he's a past champion there, actually playing some good golf now, sneaky. Um, but the biggest storyline of all the guys that are not playing is Sung JM and Siwoo Kim are skipping the British Open to prepare for the Olympics. For an outrageous reason, um, they—if either of them win a medal at the Olympics, they don't have to do South Korean mandatory two-year military service. Insane. Which is an unbelievable amount of pressure to play with. It's really like it gives me chills. It will be the only reason I watch the Olympics. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm really interested to see what these guys do. If they're coming down the stretch. To literally, it's their only chance to fade the two-year service. And it can come down to a putt. I'm pretty sure if you win a major, you also uh, don't have to do two-year military service. But the odds of you meddling in the Olympics are way better than winning a major. Why wouldn't they just play this week then? Because they, think about it, the, the field in the Olympics is not great. Like, a lot of guys are not playing. Yeah, but wouldn't this just be, I mean... Well, they, they, wanted to get, they wanted to get to Tokyo and really prepare for this. I understand it. It makes sense. There's only like 60, I think there's like 60 to 80 guys in the Olympics field, and not all of them are top players. So you're oh, really. There's a ton of bad players. There's a ton of like no, like no names from random countries. You're really competing against like 30 guys probably to win a medal. And these guys, Sung Jae is like a machine, like plays well every week. Siwoo's hit or miss, so he if he plays well, I he's gonna be there. Or if <laughs> he plays bad, he could just light down himself to on a fire. Putt. But it's two insane. years of their life. It's two years of your life for one putt. Like there's That's, no other there's no bigger pressure, pressure that there's, you could replicate. There's that no way. bigger pressure. No amount of money like could. It's I, literally one of these like hypothetical that. questions that we ask. Like yeah, if you miss a two footer and you lose basically two years of your life. It's Unbelievable. And you're just, yeah. I mean, I'm sure that they treat them well when they do this. When they do I don't the service, think so. I'm pretty sure they're like kind of. I'm sure the they're playing playing. golf. No, because that's what happened to Sang Moon Bay. He went into the two-year he military service and he, he has not off. played 
in a PGA tour. I, I think he's played a couple events, but he's not he's been on, on the, the PGA. corn. Yeah, he's not been on the PGA tour since. And he was a really, really he good was player. Really good. Really good player. The year he went, I think he 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 made it to the tour championship. He did. Yeah. He was a really good player. Like, yeah, it's it's gonna be. Oh my God! Why do they have makes that me, rule? It makes me like sick to my stomach just thinking about the amount of pressure that that these guys are playing with this week if they get into contention or in the Olympics. These guys are in the prime of their careers. Yeah, I, I'm surprised there's not oh there's no world ranking thing Some that could get of them exception. out of it. Like I feel like if you're top 100 in the world at golf, you should get out of your military service. Yeah, or just... Like, do you need these two guys that badly? Like, there's thousands of other guys that you could replace with these guys. Like, you really... And and these are good PGA Tour players, like guys that have a lot of promise. Yeah, I mean, them playing professional golf is better for their country than them serving, the impact they're going to make serving in the military. Yeah. I also think it's, it's funny... There's probably no bigger proponent of the players becoming the fifth major than Siwoo Kim. <laughs> he wants that to become the fifth major more than anyone, more than the tour does probably, because if it becomes the fifth major, he probably gets out of military service. Because if well, you win that a major, would be kind of loophole-y. It would be super loophole-y, but if I'm <laughs> him, I don't feel bad about it at all. It's it's an insanely interesting storyline. I think it's the best storyline in the the Olympics for golf. For because sure. Really, like, who, cares? Sure. who, who cares? Who wins? No one cares. No one cares. Like, the gold medal's cool. It's like, dude, Justin Rose, like, but yeah. you don't need to pull out your medal. Like, remember when he pulled it out? He pulled it out after some tournament. It was on the 18th green. And he pulled it out and was like, dude, like, you're a joke. Yeah. It, it's like, it's one thing like swimming, track, all these sports that gymnastics, the Olympics is their peak event. Like those, that is the biggest event you can win in those sports. It comes around every four years. It makes sense that it's a big spectacle, but in golf, it's probably like somewhere in like the tenth to thirtieth biggest event you could win. Like, I don't even think it's the top 10 biggest event in most players' minds that you could win yeah. the Olympics. Like, the four majors, For the sure. players, For sure. Arnold Palmer, Genesis, Memorial. Yeah. I'm sure all those events are higher in players' minds. Tour Championship, FedEx Cup. And, yeah, it, do, it just doesn't really mean anything. It doesn't really mean anything in my mind. This is the sole reason, the Sungjae and Sibu storyline, that I would watch the Olympics. The other thing with golf is that it's so volatile, and it's not like you're always going to get the best winner every week. In gymnastics and swimming, the best player or the best gymnast, the best swimmer is going to win like nine times. Usually, yeah. Like Michael Phelps is not, he's not losing. He's not losing yet. Simone Biles is not losing. Like she's going to win. But in golf, Tiger Woods lost more than he won. Right. So, I don't know. The, the Olympics needs needs some time to, to settle in into its place, in my mind. All right. Back real, to the Open. Real British Open stuff. Golf British course. British Open, by the way. Yeah, the British Open. It's British Open. It's the British Open. Yeah. I, if, you, if you're English and you call, or if you're, you're British, really all Europeans call it the Open. And most Americans now at this point call Everyone it the Open. Everyone does, yeah. But... The, the British players call the PGA the USPGA. Like, I've heard Matt Fitzpatrick in interviews call it the USPGA. That is disrespectful. You, you can't call it the USPGA Championship and then insist that the British Open is called the Open. You can't have it both ways. That's, that's, it's not a two-way street like that. You can't do that. So, yeah, British Open this week. <laughs> British Open. Although the argument for the Open is that it is the only golf tournament in the world that is truly open to any player, any gender, any age, any person can play in the Open. That doesn't mean it just deserves the title of the Open. Like you're not the only nationality. Like that's yeah. not how that no, works. No, I agree. I'm just saying that's the argument. 
But the, still, the problem was that it, it used to be the British Open. For 125 years, it was the British right. Open. And then they started to rebrand it as the Open. And now yeah, you're just making like, it confusing. Settle down your ego, because now you can't say... Because people call the U.S. Open the Open. The Open, the Open, yeah. Like, did you qualify for the Open, the last, like... Or did you, open, did you play yeah. your Open qualifier? Yeah. And it's and like, well, say, what are you talking you play about? You play your the Open qualifier. Yeah. <laughs> it's... It, it sucks. It's convoluted. I hate it. All right, act, actually on to the real golf course, the golf tournament. St. George's, we haven't seen since Darren Clark, I think, in 2011. Is I that right? I thought that was the one that Adam Scott choked. Yeah, I can't or remember. Or no, that was when Phil won in No, that was when Ernie won, when Adam Scott choked. Ernie won that he one. He bogeyed the last four holes. Yeah. Let's see when Royal sent you a little <laughs> live, <laughs> little live research. Yeah, I, I mean, no one really will know this golf course. It's no, not like it's Saint the Andrews. least known of the open. Venues, Honestly, any of the, any of the British Open venues, like you don't know the holes like you know no. Augusta. I think the only one is St Andrews. And even that one, like you get lost in the middle. You don't. Yeah, know I don't the know holes. any of the like holes one from and one to like <laughs> seventeen. One to seventeen, I don't know. I no. don't know. Yeah, I know eighteen at Carnoustie. Sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. I know one and I know one and eighteen at Carnoustie. I know one and eighteen only at the courses if I know any of them at all. And I think twelve Troon. at Troon is the post. No, eight. Right? Eight at Troon. Is that eight? I can think of. I know. Eight, I and know 11 is Burkdale because of Speeth. Burkdale, you know a couple. 13 is like iconic because Speeth blocked that tee shot on 13. Yeah, there's a couple. And then he birdied the next hole, 14, which was the par 3. Yeah. Basically, the open golf courses are garbage. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, we haven't seen it since 2011. Darren Clark, friend of the pod, won. Who was, what was that leaderboard? Do you have it up? Um, I could pull it up uh, if you really yes. want it. <laughs> I could pull, pull it up. No, I got it, it. I got it. I don't have it. That's fine. Um, I mean, what are you going to do? It's oh, just going to be a Lynx it. course. Um, Phil and DJ came in second. Three back of Clark. <laughs> DJ shot 72, which I believe so was he two won. over. Two over, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was a DJ choke. That right was there. one of those. Not a. I mean, he would have had to shoot one under. It to was get just a no like playoff. at that but point, it, it was like added to the list of majors that yeah. DJ could have won. It's like not even close to the worst situation that DJ's been in. Um, Phil shot two under that day to get into a tie for second, so he was sneaky right there. Yeah, I mean, Darren Clark definitely should have won that golf tournament. Shoots two under, two under, one under, even. even. Really consistent. That's just, yeah, that's just how you win. Shout out Anthony Kim, top five. Did he really? With Ricky. Wow, AK. No, he finished T7. T7 oh, with, uh, yeah, you're well, looking, I'm looking at, at the, before. Yeah, I'm looking at final day here. Oh, wait. Am I looking at final day here? I think I'm no, looking yeah, at final day. No, yeah, you're looking he at top final five. Day. He did top five with Ricky. Wow. Yeah. Chad Campbell. I'm pretty sure Chad Campbell played Division Three golf. I could be wrong about this. He also, Chad Campbell's sneaky major horse. He played at Midland College. That's insane. I've never even heard of that. He also has sneaky four tour wins. Yeah. I think Midland College is either D. Oh, it's NGCAA. So I'm pretty sure it's Junior College, National Junior College Association of America. Might as well have gone to Babson. Yeah, might as well have played high school golf. Like, that's sick. Chad Campbell, friend of the pod. We're really, really. Uh, so pod, that's our that's our favorite. British Open preview. Yeah, that's our <laughs> British Open preview. Who is your, who's your pick this week yeah. other than, like, a ROM? Other than Rom, I don't even know or if like I'd a, pick Rom. There's, it feels like it's too much now at this point. Like he he won. Okay, the let's story's go through the usual suspects: Rory Brooks. No. Okay, what do you think? I think Rory has no chance again. 
Once again, Roy has no chance. I actually props to Roy for getting himself into contention. Come on, let's talk about Roy here. US, US Open. Open. We forgot to talk about. We didn't him. even he talk was, about it. He literally was in the driver's seat. And the he first choked. Time in a long Unusual. Time. He choked. He didn't choke. Oh, he, was, he choked. He had a bad day. He had a horrible stretch of holes there on the back nine. I think. Didn't he went? He went like double double. He had a bad day. He didn't choke. I think he choked. Bad day. Um. Yeah. Usual suspects. I mean, Xander. No, I think Xander's a British Open guy. Like I think back he's to also Carnoustie, an Augusta guy. He's just a golf guy. Xander <laughs> Shoffley, golf, golf guy. guy. He's a golf That's guy. An insane take. All right, one pick out of the hat. I'm taking Patrick Cantlay this week. Patrick Cantlay. After watching him play at Travelers for nine holes. And I know he's not playing insane golf right now. He's actually sneaking. He's actually playing bad under the radar right now. And Great he's value, probably. Really bad. But it's hard not to say that that guy is gonna win. Like every week, it looks like he's gonna win. He's so good at everything. So I'll I'll take I'll take Cantlay. Bryson. I think Bryson has no chance. Why? As a Bryson fan. He's got a new caddy now. There's too much noise around him right now with all the... Which, by the way, we didn't talk about that. What do you think die. happened? Oh, it's a, it's the it's just the biggest cover-up of all time. Like, the stuff that they're saying, like, oh, it was all planned. Like, Tucker was going to quit the Wednesday before Bryson defends at the Rocket Mortgage. Like, no fucking chance. There's no way that was planned. Why? It doesn't just happen. What do you think? So, what? He just quit, you think? Yeah, Tucker quit. He got sick of Bryson's shit. They made up... Like, you don't quit and then play it off as, oh, yeah, this was planned and not talk to the press for a week. If you're going to no, do that... No, I know, but you, you quiet, think he just got... I he mean, got sick of Bryson's shit. Yeah. Like, who wouldn't? It's the most demanding job in professional golf. Yeah, it's like caddying for BJ. Yeah, so much money. Yeah, but I, I for a caddy that's like an insane gig. Bryson wins. I mean, what is he has eight wins, nine wins. Uh, yeah, I think major? he's got eight wins, eight wins in a major. That's a lot of money. Nine wins for getting ten percent plus sponsorships for sure. But I don't know if any what, amount of money. Where's is, he gonna go now? He's gonna go. He's on not caddy. He's not caddy. He's done. He said he's got knee problems, which is apparently the reason that he quit. Which no amount of knee problems would make you quit the Wednesday before the tournament. Like it wasn't. There's no way. Uh, he's starting a shuttle company from the Portland airport to Bandon Dunes. Apparently, that's what his next stage in life is. I'm kind of out on Tim Tucker. Yeah, if it's you're kinda, a Bryson guy, you can't be a Tim Tucker guy now. It's like one or the other. I've lost some respect for Bryson as a result of this, though. I'm a little out on Bryson right now. With mm. the the match, the match was so corny. He was so oh, yeah, we didn't talk fucking about the cheesy match. in the match. But um, that's Bryson. That's it Bryson. is, but like he was just so awkward. Like he was. Well, he's just we like not that. a real person. Yeah, he's a robot. And we all, we really knew that. But like I thought he would be somewhat funny out there. Like it was just too much. And the whole thing with how this Tucker thing was handled, playing it off as this was planned, we had a successor from the start, there's no way. There's no way. Like, he probably was going to quit maybe at the end of the year or a couple years down the road. No way this was going to happen this soon. Yeah. Probably. So he's Who's out of the to tournament. Say? He's out of the tournament. There's now 143 guys in this tournament. <laughs> I, I don't know about that. But I really, really like Joaquin Neiman this week. <laughs> the low ball. And I also I like that pick. I also really like Christian Bezoidenhut. Wow, that's sneaky and insane pick from the Raptors. He's, he's so good. He's so good. He's insane in he's majors. He's so good. And he's so good. Yeah. Story on him. Drank rat poison when he was two years old, almost died, gave him a stutter, and he got like severely bullied growing up. And ended up making it out, and now he's gonna be a major champion. A couple days' time. <laughs> you heard it. How about phrase? that story? Yeah, um, no, yeah that would be great. sweet. I, I like Bazaden out. 
I think uh, seeing how Colin Morikawa plays is going to be an interesting story. He hasn't played an Open Championship yet, or British Open Championship. Has he not? I, guess I don't right. think so, right? Because I'm pretty sure he started playing. He went pro at the Travelers two years ago, which was, yeah, which would mean he was not in the British Open yet. There's no way he'd, he'd qualified for it. So I think this is Morikawa's first real look at Lynx golf. So I'm not going to pick him off the bat. You know, I, I'd like to see how he how he plays out there. JT is obviously a dangerous guy to look out for at any week. Like yeah. you can always put it together. If I had to make a backup pick, Louis my backup pick. Like I really think Louis just gonna he's gonna win one eventually here. Like he's playing too well. I I don't think his confidence is down as a result of you know, not winning at the U.S. Open. I think he knows he played really good golf. Yeah. And I think it's going to carry in. He's won a British Open yeah. before. Like, he and knows how to play Lynx golf. And he's kind of played off as this, which he is, but, you know, this farmer guy who... Oh, he totally is. He I is. Think he's and, actually... You know, pulled, pulled out of the Olympics to be on his farm and yeah. whatever. He, You know, he's a farmer who plays golf. He's like but, what Brooks Kepka wants to be with yeah. the the athlete who plays golf yeah. on the side. Like, he's actually except, yeah. doesn't care about golf, it seems like. Except he really wants to win. He really wants yeah. to win now. Yeah, I think he does. At I this think point, it's with how many runner-ups he has, he's Which a little is, frustrated, and he he really wants to win. Yeah. That's dangerous for the field. Because I don't think he's one of the most motivated yeah. guys out there. no. But I so. think he's getting kind of that frustration, and it's motivating him. Yeah. Look out for him. Uh, anything else? Nope. All right. Patrick Cantlay, your 2021 British Open champion. So I hope. <laughs> no chance. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>